Oh, hello. Welcome to episode number 302 of the Apple Podcast. I am your host, Simon Ed. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. If you want to support my work on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel any time. Go buy some shirts at uh, appalog.ca slash shop. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, please. Give it five stars. And like and share on Facebook, now on Instagram, facebook.com slash pod. Twitter and Instagram is simonhead666. Today in the show, we have Michael, who is the uh, lead singer and founding member of the band Circus Rhapsody. Circus Rhapsody is a German punk rock band. They're putting out a new record called Just Kidding. It's on Mannequin Vanity Records. Now, what can I say about Circus Rhapsody? They have not a real style. of. They just use a bunch of styles. They put it all together. They've turned their shows into a bit of a spectacle. And when they play live, they have a cotton candy machine. And they are planning to make their way over to the United Mistakes and Canada, hopefully next year, when they are available to travel. I'm going to play a song from the album. Uh, here it is, Circus Rhapsody, on the Apple Podcast. They took me a long time and most of the world To learn what I know about love and fate what I know about the choices we make That can become the story of your life A heart of it came to me in an instant I was changed to water and being tortured I realized somehow through the screaming in my mind Even in the hopelessness I was afraid Can't touch me I can't forgive and I can hate, so I'm still free. I can't forgive and I can hate, so I'm still free. I can't forgive and I can hate.
that was Circus Rhapsody. Go pick up their album. Just kidding. It's out in June of this year. It's on Mannequin Vanity Records, based out of California. And they will be touring North America very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, here they are. Go get ready for this. This I haven't heard this intro song in a little bit about it. Here it is. Michael uh, from Circus Rhapsody on the podcast. Podcast. All right. Hi, Simon. Nice hey, to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Yeah, I uh, I traveled a, a bunch of places in Germany in the early 2000s in a band. We went to Berlin once. We opened up for a 10-foot pole there at this venue. I forget what it's called. Cassiopeia, I guess. Something like that. Yeah, it was a, kind of a small place. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a very big place. Yeah, I, I saw a 10-foot pole a couple of times, and they always play the same venue, so I guess it was. Yeah. This is 2004. Okay. Um, I was 16. Perfect age. <laughs> Perfect age. It really was. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I lived uh, at my parents' house. At, and this is right in the north of Germany. So um, I wasn't Berlin at the time. But, no, yeah. no, no. So um, tell me a little bit about your band. I, I, I read things about your band, and there's kind of, it's, a, it's a bit of a spectacle, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the name is um, Circus Rhapsody for 12 years now. And over the years, we uh, get in more and more into it. Mm-hmm. Call ourselves a circus. So, yeah, I mean, uh, um, someone's called the hashtag Cotton Candy Band once. <laughs> and since then, uh, we use it too because we have a cotton candy machine on stage. And um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, when you say spectacle, I mean, uh, we, we try to be very diverse with the music genres we use. Uh, sorry, do, do we already start? Yeah, I've started. With the, yeah, the we're thing? going, we're <laughs> going. Yeah, sorry, I stealth in. Yeah. Like a ninja. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, we, we try to be very diverse on stage. I mean, we, we do a couple of genres. Uh, we start as a punk band. Maybe kind of like, you know, horror punk, maybe but skate punk. We started 2009. And yeah, after we met the accordion player who played in the band for a couple of years. And later on, we had a, a trumpet player. And then later on, we have a violin player who is still in the band now. Uh, we tried to do a bit of folk punk, do kind of rockabilly stuff. And every once in a while, there's a breakdown in it because it's fun to play breakdowns. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and all that and much less is a circus rhapsody, mm-hmm. a band full of singers, four singers. Oh, you're a sound man's nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, um, yeah. I talked to a couple of labels when we uh, we tried to find a label for us and for the for the album. It was like, is it a compilation or is it an album? It's us. It's us four. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, I can't sell it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, because it was too—it was too diverse. Oh yeah, it really, it really was. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, who's the audience for that? And by the way, who's the singer? I mean, yeah, we all the singers. I mean, I do—I do the singing most of the time, especially on stage because I just play the bass. <laughs> but yeah, on the album, there's lead parts for everyone, and uh, yeah, that way it's 
yeah i mean you don't get bored when you hear it and uh in my opinion you can skip a song you don't like but i don't know if not anyone anybody likes to do it but yeah and then we met um Monica vanity records and jake and he was like hey this is so cool it's like you have a, a 13 bands on one album this is so cool i really love it i really want to have it yeah. and then we said okay if you like it, we like you. <laughs> well, it's fun meeting people like who are like-minded, right? Especially with industry people, because a lot of people are are thinking either, is this artistically awesome, or is this uh, going to make me a lot of money, or make the band yeah. a lot of money? Is it going to break even? So there's a line you sort of walk down as a person that puts out records to go, okay, can I sell this? You know, And because your live performance is probably pretty, uh, you know, it's a thing. I think that's what brings people into your band you know you know i, I grant i was listening to songs i'm like yeah it does they're all kind of like yeah you go a ska song and then there's like a, a folky song and it's like wow there's it's really hard to pin down you know um it really is yeah <laughs> I, I mean we, we at one point we started to say okay let's call it folk punk because people know what to expect it's not just punk because you can and then you can dance even if you don't know the, the music, you have a, an offbeat song every once in a while. And um, that worked pretty good. But just because the people want to have a label for it. Yeah. I mean, you could say, yeah, we do music. Ah, yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not enough. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't do that much money as most of rock bands do, I guess, these days. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we want to do this as a hobby, Maybe as a hobby, I mean, we do a lot. We 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 tour a lot and we record a lot. And but at the end of the day, it's not our daily job, and so we want to do it for fun. And that's why we don't want to um, um, wrote the same song twice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we don't. Yeah. yeah. Do you, um, is a there's a guy that I went there first time I went there was in two thousand and three, and we played with the Weaker Thans, and then the a guy named Ollie Schultz was the the guy in the band in the middle. <laughs> Are you, are you familiar with Ollie? <laughs> yeah, I am, I, and I, I don't know him personally, but um, he's from Hamburg, I guess, and um, and I was born near Hamburg, a bit more north, and so we have the same dialects. Ooh. When I talk, and when I talk fast, and when I'm maybe a bit drunk, then I do more of my dialect. We say, oh, "You talk like Ollie Schulz." <laughs> yeah, I hear it all the time. Really funny you say. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, we have we have accents here. We have English ac different types of accents. The further you go north, the more yeah. hard the language. Like ar, ar, ar. you know, that's how uh, Canadians speak. They they get a little bit more uh, hard R's. Ar, 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 you know, and oh, uh, right. yeah, and then if you're more in Toronto, it does a different. Uh, there's a, yeah, it's it's interesting how it's the same language, but sometimes uh, it gets confusing. And of course, we have French. We have a French part of Canada, yeah. but. Um, sure. We have to take French. I mean, the thing I appreciate about European places is that they take English. They, you, you probably take French, and you probably take certain types of other languages to sort of try to keep to keep it balanced, right? Once again, please, I'm sorry. Oh, so when do, do you take English? You took English in school, right? Uh, yeah, right. I in, did. Yeah, yeah, in French too. In French, you know. And yeah. because everything is so tight in Europe that... The language changes literally from one side of the Rhine to the other, and 
it's important, you know. Sure thing. I mean, and uh, people living on the borders, which are mainly most, uh, mostly do uh, two languages. I mean, where I come from is near the Danish border, so everyone in my town do at least a bit of Danish. And I mean, I live wi Berlin is wide on the east, but to be in French, which is on the west border, is I don't know six hundred kilometers. Yeah. So six hundred kilometers is four hundred miles. No, no, we do kilometers. We do kilometers in Canada. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, six hundred kilometers. That's it's nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Um, uh, our band was opening for some forty-one in Kalaroo in uh, two thousand and five. <laughs> And all the crew guys were German guys, and and, and color is right on the Rhine, you know. And you can go, you can walk across the Rhine, you know, and you can be in France. So I was saying, did you, do you guys know any French? They're like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard yeah, no. It's, I don't know, but it's a thing that you, um, people, uh, in, in the people in school, never like French. We all get bad. Uh, um, Bad. Grades uh, or marks? Gray, yeah, right. Um, in school, so do so did I. Mm -hmm. I mean, like my English was was very bad when I was at school. It was more like okay, yeah, grammar stuff and blah. But later on, when you when you listen to more music and you write songs on your own, um, I mean, over the years we did some tours in in France and uh, we even wrote a song in French. It's not the best, I mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't show it to a French guy, but mm -hmm. yeah, uh, but. Uh, you learn better if you into it yourself and not for the school. Yeah, there was a time I wanted to learn German because I thought, oh, I'm going to be coming here at least three or four times a year. I should try to figure out how to yeah. speak. And uh, and actually, I ended, I stopped going to Europe uh, on a regular basis. There was a couple of years where I went, you know, three times a year. And uh, I love I love Germany. I love certain parts of Germany. Cologne is one of my favorite cities anywhere on the planet um hamburg is fun there's so much fun stuff to do and so many places to play you know i don't know if it's that yes, way it is. now is it the same way mm. now after a year of, of of covid um i know many especially um small places who are closed now yeah I'm in the middle of the booking for the album release tour in fall, and I have many like those talks. Like, are you still on? No, sorry. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, there are places. I mean, um, when you when you look at, at, at the, the big cities, I call it big cities because that's the biggest we have. I mean, Berlin is with four million inhabitants, the biggest in in, in Germany. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Hamburg, Cologne, Munich, and Berlin are the four big cities you do play you want to play when you when you're in germany but also the the small places have um maybe more thankful like when you play a little town it's not like you have a hundred bands every saturday but yes it's like there's one concert everyone's once in a month and so everybody's there that's the gigs you want to play yeah there was a place we played i forget what town it was in but it was in it was very far away from civilization, and um, we played, and it was sort of leaning up against the, you know, it was in Germany, and uh, 
people were so excited and they didn't even know who we were. <laughs> they, they were yeah. so excited to see music. And um, I've said this a lot. Um, I've said this a lot, but I think there's something to do with Europe in general has an extra thousand years of culture. So therefore they have more of a, Europeans have a better appreciation of art and culture because they've been immersed in it longer. Whereas North America, um, very image-based, um, not as much anymore, but it's very prevalent on what you can show people what you do. Whereas Europeans like to be shown something, you know, rather than being proved something to. I hope that makes sense to you. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean. I just can say I, I live here in Europe for my whole life. So I, yeah. <laughs> and I was in the US once. So I really don't know. I mean, it's, I totally see your point. And maybe you're right. I, but I can't, can't say it. I don't know. Yeah. Cause when I used to come there, there wasn't really music television like, it, like there is in North America. And it's slowly going away in North America now. Like MTV and things like that. Nobody cares about it. But nobody cared about it in Europe either, in Germany in particular. They're like, we don't watch videos. We just, we just appreciate music more. And that's maybe because when I traveled six thousand kilometers to be, play a show, that they people yeah. would just appreciate that. Like if you flew over to Toronto and played a show in Toronto, I'd be like, wow, that's amazing! You came here all the way here to play from where you are. You know, I'm not suggesting yeah. that, by the way. You know, you can. You know, you can make a very good living in Europe playing shows. <laughs> sure thing. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, we had we had uh, MTV over here, and we had uh, two or three uh, other uh, ch music uh, TV channels here. But yeah, they all died with YouTube a couple yeah. of years ago. So um, I guess it's the same everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the I, same with magazines. I yeah, mean, oh yeah. yeah, print is dead. Yeah, it's print. And when you read Pity. when you read something that would have been in a magazine, you I I drives me crazy when I see the grammatical errors and the spelling mistakes. I'm like I think we're becoming dumber human beings. I really do. We're becoming <laughs> not as smart as you we have used to be. be. You have to be faster than you can as a human. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah. If you you don't have to do one article for the magazine that comes out every week, yeah. but you have to do it for your web website. So you have to do twenty articles a day, so you get enough money to live from writing. Yeah, I guess it's the problem. I don't think we are dumber, but we have to work faster than we could. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if you consider when they flew to the moon with a computer that wasn't as fast as your phone, they figured it out. But if we did yeah. the similar type of uh, technical, um, you know, today, it would it's it's it would have to be way more impressive, <laughs> right? That's just all I'm saying. <laughs> when when we had when they had to make do with what they had to get things done, now it seems more simpler to do because your phone, my phone, tells me what to do all the time now. You know, it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see a point. Um... Yeah, I try to um, call it detox every once in a while from uh, from, from from my phone. Yeah. So uh, uh, over over the week, so I have to um, put it away um, every once in a while. So no, for example, no no phone after I don't know seven p.m. So sorry, uh, the internet got died. I'm back recording. Um, 
So you detox from the phone. You 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 walk away from it. Yes, I should. I mean, like if if you if you do your phone in the evening, you don't sleep well, and I. I I don't know. I I, th I think it's like you, know, you do. You don't get really tired when you when you look on your phone in the evening. Since what I say, I I work a lot on the computer over the day. I do much of the band stuff on my computer and on my phone. And so, yeah, I I try to have days without any, and especially the evenings. Yeah, that's the good thing to do. Yeah, you know, it's it's very smart because our brains stay active even though we're trying to be calm. Uh, I'm right. guilty of it because of, I generally, if I'm doing a podcast, it's like 10 o'clock at night and I'll have a coffee and then I'll have this great conversation. And then it's yeah. like 12 o'clock at night and it's like, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta go to bed. And then I'll go to bed and my brain, and my brain doesn't stop very much anyway. So I'm always constantly scheming. Good schemes. Yeah, right. Good things. But yeah, I, I, I have some music to play. But because um, I had to take it from your the Holix, but I will play it because this is going to come out um, after your record comes out, which is June fourth, right? Right. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, are you? Uh, what's your plans with North America? Um, you know, you're doing interviews over here. This sounds like you're probably making a maybe everybody getting on a plane. Yeah, hope so. Yeah. Next year. Uh, I mean, yeah. What I say? Uh, I mean, yeah. The the album will come out uh, June. Well, came out June fourth, and we do a physical release over um, 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 a German label called Cortex here in Berlin. And um, I hope after our fall tour, if we finally can do it, fingers crossed, uh, next year we will do uh, the rest of Europe, and then we came over to the U.S. Mm -hmm. for the first time. I mean, we always said. During the Trump era, we shouldn't we shouldn't do uh, a U.S. tour, but since January, we we thought, okay, maybe this year, next year, after COVID, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any plans <laughs> for Canada? A hundred percent. Okay, we good. will do. We have we have a couple of friends over over in Canada, and yeah. at least um, the. Um, the big towns on the border, like Toronto, Toronto and, and Hamilton, we, and yeah, 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 we sure will do. Yeah, you should. It's it's um, I always appreciate bands that make that effort because you know it's easy for Canadian bands to go to Europe. It's very easy. You know, it's harder to go to America than it is to go to Europe for a band because of oh. all the work papers and the cost of all of just going yes. to America. You know. In yeah. the 90s, we used to just lie our way, like just lie to tell people, like to get into America, you know, and this is before you needed a passport, but you <laughs> you would say, uh, we're going to record in a studio. I'm like, okay. And then you have this ah. fake letter from this supposed studio, and it's a guy ah. who's the first promoter in whatever city you're playing in who's going to answer the phone as something studio. And that was the only gag we had, you know, and- and some it worked most of the time, but but after nine eleven things got very very difficult to uh, you know yeah. freely travel <laughs> into America, and and quite honestly, when I put a record out ten or fifteen years ago, I didn't really even care about America because it was very very hard. I said, well, if you don't want, you've got our major rock stars. You have Neil Young, 
You know, you have Joni Mitchell. These are two major Canadian artists. You don't need us. <laughs> so um, ah, you mean there's there's enough art from from the other country? Yeah, they have enough, and because yeah, it's the good thing about America is that every it's like Europe. Everything's about three hours away. You know, so you get in your vehicle yeah. and you drive for three hours, and you're in a new city with a whole new scene. But when you yeah. Right. And Canada's tough because if you wanted to go play the West Coast, you would have to fly there from here. You can't, well, you could drive, but it's not a very good decision to make. Um, yeah, right. But it's a lot of traveling to get to the West Coast. You have to fly. It's a four hour or five hour flight, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so everybody right. makes their decisions if they're going to go. Uh, usually, if bands are going to go to Japan after Canada, it's easier to go to Canada's West Coast and then fly to Japan, you know, because it's shorter distance. Yeah, see. But yeah, if you ever come, yeah, coming to Toronto is, um, we have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, everything's changed over the past 20 years, but there's still a scene. People like punk. People, yeah. People like have a nice attitude here in Canada. Yeah, that's uh, that's my feeling too. Um, I mean, I wasn't in Canada 20 years ago, but, but I, I think I know what you mean over the digital um, happenings the last over the last years. Uh, I think scenes were shrinking everywhere like you don't have to be united to stay in touch and stay uh informed about the newest shit yeah your scene totally so i guess yeah i guess that's why scenes are getting smaller um but yeah definitely i mean what i always liked when when i talked to to American artists when they come over here to Europe and I talk to them, um, I like the attitude some of them have when they say we're just traveling musicians. This is what we do all year. We play every night. We have our I know van or something, and we just play every night a show, and that's what we live in for. From, and you couldn't do that here in Germany, for example. Mm. I mean, the the hardest thing for booking concerts is to come over a border and when you say okay we are you we are u.s band so we can do all the u.s all the year because they're much enough more than enough towns but here in germany it's like okay we can do these towns but the small towns you all can do on saturdays mm -hmm. and when you say okay we want to do some gigs in in denmark or on poland or on france uh, it's a hard step to do so yeah. uh yeah and yeah, and, and that type of touring circuit sort of it slowed up very it dried up in the early 2000s because you speak to a band like no effects and they could travel all over europe every day or even 10 foot pole uh every day but then european bands stopped touring monday to thursday and they're like we're not we're just they they would drive for the weekend and go play italy and then drive home you know And so that sort of slowed up the whole scene, the touring scene for other bands, you know, because the whole industry went, whoosh, you know, kind of dried up. And 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 it's I don't know why, but I just think society went, well, okay, we've seen enough music, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, it was definitely a change. I don't know. I mean, when when I grew up in Flensburg, uh, you know, it, early 2000s um it was always like i mean it was a small town so 
on the weekends, maybe on a Thursday, there was a concert, but not more than that. And now these nowadays, I know when when we do tours, we do tours over I don't know, like two weeks with uh, three weekends, and it's possible. We mostly play the bigger towns under the week and the smaller towns on the weekends because that's possible. You can do a gig on Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends where, where you sit too, I guess, with draw and with yes. who's coming to your show. But I did notice yes, like there's, you know, and maybe that's, maybe that's okay. Maybe because everybody, there needs to be a time for people to sort of say, oh, I, I miss shows. I want to come. You can imagine now what's going to happen when people start going back to concerts, you know, and I know Germany is fully okay with it now and they're going to open, open up, um, like, you know, just show proof of vaccination, but people are going to freak out. It's going to be like huge, you know, and, you know, and back, you know, the old, the olden days, I, a guy put our record out in Germany. He said he used to go to the concerts like in the late nineties and buy everything, like spend a whole week's worth of pay. Uh, his, his, you know, income to buy t- shirts and CDs and bought everything on the merch table. And he said there was a definite change between the early 2000s and the mid 2000s where things just sort of slowed up for, 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 for buying stuff and for purchasing and supporting. Yeah. I, I think it's a hard thing. It's hard. It's hard to ask him the same person if he is the same 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when I, when, I mean, I'm, I know a lot of bands, and I know a couple of bands that are way bigger than us. And when I talk to those fans, they are still the same. Like they they want to have stuff, yeah. and and also we have uh, we we have uh, fans. They say, just do some merch. I want to have crazy merch of you. <laughs> so we said, okay, yeah. let's do. I don't know. Let's do socks, or let's do apple juice, or let's do. I mean. Um, I don't. I guess the the joke would won't come in English, but um, Rhapsody is uh, nearly called like there's a honey from. Let me quick Google the word. I don't know what. Uh, there's a special honey called. Wow, rap? No, canola, rape. Yeah, canola oil. Rape, yeah. rape seeds. Yeah, uh, and um, that's called Rapshonig. <laughs> and uh, that's 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 nearly the same than rhapsody yeah. when you spell it. Yeah. And that's why we say, "Wow, we do circus rhapsody," <laughs> and that's like crazy stuff like that. And uh, you you still have the fans, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. You know, as a as a we're only I'm only a a, a, a um, observer of of things because I. You know, when you come to Canada, you're going to go, oh, wow, things are way different. And maybe you're going to like some of it. Maybe you're not going to like some of it. But I do know that Europe's got it locked in for it's for for, for actual people appreciating music more. And uh, that is what, you know, and I don't know why. I mean, because I was in my early 30s when I came across to Europe mm-hmm. to play. And people didn't care about age. They didn't care. I mean or image or what you look like or how you dressed it doesn't matter and i, I don't know why if, if that's a still the same thing that people it, it's not important depends yeah but yeah 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 it always depends you can't you can't say it's there there are people who are interested in you know 
looking like a scene. I mean, I know I know punks say you are no punk because you don't have a mohawk. Yeah. So uh, you never can say never. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to say something. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, yeah, you, you talked about uh, being excited about gigs. I mean, now after a year of COVID, I don't know. There is still no plan to open, reopen the venues. But I think we're on a good way to do at least the August festivals, mm -hmm. the September festivals, and maybe do club shows in, in October again. And I started, and it was a um, funny day, I started uh, um, the booking on, on Tuesday and just called some promoters and friends I know. Um, and that was like crazy. I mean, those, those venues who are still on um, say like, okay, let's do it. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Now, two days, three days later, um, a tent tour is booked up. So and it was like, wow, it never went so fast. <laughs> because they'll say, okay, we are, we really want it. And we really want to have you again here because we haven't seen you for two years yeah. and with a new album and stuff. And that was crazy. Normally, it's, it's a work of weeks and that was just uh, three days. Yeah. And now I um, will do, I guess, I don't know, have maybe a, a second tour, do the tour longer because... Um, um, I have so many gigs confirmed. That's right amazing. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear. That's yeah. really, really yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I um, yeah. I wish you luck. Your your record's coming out a day before my birthday. So uh, there you go. All right. That's my birthday on the fifth. And so let's. Uh, I mean, let's keep in touch, man. If you ever come to Toronto, I mean, I don't know how many people in your band. How many people do you have in your band? Four singers, but. <laughs> we yeah we are four, we are four four people uh, on the stage. Oh okay, uh, that's not bad. I can handle that. Um, they all can. They all sing. Uh, we have uh, the lady on the cotton candy machine. Yeah, <laughs> and we have the man with the muscles, Lucas, <laughs> our roadie. Okay, so that's six of you. <laughs> yeah, and the cotton candy machine, which that probably acts as a person. Are you going to bring it to to your to Canada? Your your cotton candy machine? Or are you just going to rent one? Yeah, I guess we will rent one. I don't know. It's it's, it's uh, we we have a case for it. We bought we uh, um, we 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 made a case for it, and it's way too big. <laughs> it's bigger than a, than an app. So I guess uh, we won't take the original cotton candy machine over to you. Oh, it's too bad. Or you could ship it on a boat and then wait for like just ship it two months before you go, yeah. and then you yeah, can, yeah we should then you fly over and it's waiting <laughs> for you like in New York or something. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, man, yeah. Good luck and come to Toronto and let me know. And you know, you know, I do live streaming stuff. Maybe we can set something up while you're here and and, and set up a little show. I got all the gear and everything, so I'm uh, pretty self sufficient. Sure thing. Thank you so much for doing Thank the you. Uh... Simon. You too. And that was Michael from Circus Rhapsody. Go check out their new album that's coming out, I think, in like three days or something from now. On uh, yeah, all the, all the information's on the, in the description of the podcast. Go check them out. I hope they come to Canada with their cotton candy maker and go. Uh, they get to wow us. It'll be fun. So, everybody, what can I say? Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast every week. It's been fun. Uh, I think I took last week off, but uh, only because I have been busy with other things. So, next week, I have my friend Kevin Pettigrew from... Uh, he's a, he's a, he does sound for film, and he's a good guy. He, we, we worked together for a couple of years. 
And I hope you all have a good week. I hope you all tune in week next week or the week after for another resounding episode of the Apple Up Podcast. And I've been your host, and thank you so much for listening. 